In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. I'd like to welcome you all to our perseverance conversation this morning. It's great to be with all of you. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Every Sunday is a day of great rejoicing because every Sunday we celebrate the Paschal Mystery, which is the Passion, Death, and Resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So we'd like to start off our conversation, as always, by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary has many wonderful titles. Mary is the Mother of God. Mary is the Mother of the Church. And Mary is the Mother of each and every one of us. Furthermore, furthermore, Mary is our life, our sweetness, and our hope. That's the prayer of the Hail Holy Queen. We pray at the end of the mat, of the rosary. So let's uh, pray the angelic salutation also known as the Hail Mary, and ask Mary to be with us as we start off this new week. Together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Well, my friends, let's invite to be with us our spiritual director. What a great privilege it is to have as our spiritual director the the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has many wonderful titles. Holy Spirit is the paraclete. Spirit, Holy Spirit is the gift of gifts. Holy Spirit is the sweet guest of the soul. Holy Spirit is the counselor. Holy Spirit is our consoler. Holy Spirit is the sanctifier. And the Holy Spirit is the interior master. And Paul says, we really don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans so we can say, Abba. Abba, which means Daddy or Father. So let's... uh, Pray to the Holy Spirit and ask Him to give us a lot of light in our intellect and the fire of divine love to burn within our hearts. As we pray, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, we did instruct the hearts of your faithful, by the light of the Holy Spirit. Grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise. Never rejoice in His consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now 
and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Well, Lady Fatima, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. Gabriel, pray for us. St. Raphael, pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. St. Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. And a family that prays together stays together. Great to be with all of you. A happy Sunday in which we start in a week and we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Pray that all of you experience a lot of joy today. And as St. Paul says in his letter to the Philippians, Rejoice in the Lord, I say it again, rejoice in the Lord. Our joy comes from our union with the Lord, His church, His sacraments, His mother, the angels and the saints. So I'd like to, (coughs) after praying with you, I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to place you, pray for you in the Mass and place you on the altar when I celebrate the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. So I'd like to offer these specific intentions. First, I'd like to pray for all of us that we would be open to the Holy Spirit. That's right. If we could open our hearts to the Holy Spirit. Perhaps this can be our prayer today and this week. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. My next intention, I'd like to pray for our families. For our families. For the conversion of our family members. For the sanctification of our family members. And for the salvation of our family members. Jesus says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul in the process? So I'd like to pray for our families, especially for the salvation of our families and each member individually. Finally, I'd like to pray, as always, for those who will be dying sometime today to pray that they would die in the state of grace let's pray for ourselves that we ourselves would also have the grace of all graces to die in the state of grace so that we'll be saved So we'll be saved. These then will be my intentions, my friends, as I celebrate Masses today. I have two actually, ten and two. I'll pray for you in those two Masses. A double blessing, I'd have to say. Double blessing.
So my friends, we like to start off our talk by giving a short catechesis. I've been going through the creed last week. Uh, today I'd like to just give you a, a brief summary of one of the writings of Pope John Paul II. Better said, St. Pope John Paul II, one of the greatest popes in the history of the world. Holy Father, among many of his writings, he wrote one document on the third commandment, which is to keep holy the Lord's day. And the name of that document in Latin is Dies Domine. <clears throat> in English we translate that to be the, the day of the Lord. Or if you like, Domingo, Domenica, Dimanche in the Latin languages. Sunday. So the Holy Father, recognizing that Sunday is becoming more and more secularized, in which... Sunday is almost like an extension of Saturday, a weekend mentality. We go off to the mall, we buy, we do this, we do that. We're, we're forgetting about the importance of God. So JP2 says that God should always be central, but especially on Sunday. So I'll give you just a... a a brief note on that, then we'll move into the wonderful readings for today. John Paul II says, Sunday is the Lord's day. And John Paul II says that the best way, the most important way in which we live out Sunday <coughs> is by the holy sacrifice of the Mass, by participating, by participating fully, actively, and consciously in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. That's taken from Sacrosanto Concilium, which is the dogmatic constitution and the liturgy. We should participate fully, actively, and consciously in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Fully, actively, and consciously in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And, of course, being in the state of grace... Being in the state of grace to receive Holy Communion. And to receive Holy Communion in the state of grace, of course. That is the most important thing we can do on Sunday. To go to Mass, participate fully, actively, and consciously and to receive Holy Communion with faith, devotion, and love. So Sunday is the Lord's Day. And over the past half century, I'd have to say, The church attendance has plummeted to a very low level. 
The biggest religious group in the United States are non-practicing Catholics. The biggest religious group in Mexico are non-practicing Catholics. The biggest religious group in the Philippines are non-practicing Catholics. The biggest group in Europe, religious group in Europe, are non-practicing Catholics. So as we're starting off this new year, we're three, three weeks into this new year, we're all called to be missionaries. We're all called to be missionaries. Perhaps you can make a concerted effort to bring back one person to the church every month. Beg for that grace. You all have some person or persons in your family, among your friends, your colleagues at work. You all know them who are Catholics, but they're non-practicing Catholics. Why not make the decision to pray for them, to offer up sacrifices for them, then invite them to come back to the church. It's never too late. As Dr. Adrian Rogers would say, every non-Christian is a potential Christian. Every non-practicing Catholic is a potential practicing Catholic. And if you read the letter to St. James, you read the letter to St. James, St. James says, whoever brings back a wandering soul to Christ saves his soul and expiates a multitude of sins. So that's me, my brief catechesis today, giving you an idea of that document of John Paul II, Dies Domine. He says it's the day of the Lord, but also it's family day. It's the day of the Lord, but it's also family day, which you want to try to bond to bond with your family members. To bond with our family members. So my friends, the harvest is rich, the labors are few. You are in the perfect perseverance family. We're also called to be missionaries, to bring Christ to the whole world. Remember the last words of Jesus. Go out to all nations, teach them all that I taught you, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. And behold, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world. Okay, so my friends today, I'd like to give you an overview of the readings. As you know, every Sunday, we have the three readings and then we have the responsorial psalm. So I'll give you an overview of our our spiritual nourishment. Jesus says, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. First reading is taken from the book of the prophet Jonah. 
chapter 3. The responsorial psalm is taken from Psalm 25. And the antiphon is, Teach me your ways, O Lord. Then we have a short reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. St. Paul reminds us the world in the present is passing away. We're here a very short time. Life is very transitory. Then the gospel today is taken from Mark chapter 1, 14 to 20. And Jesus challenges us with these words, Repent. Repent and believe in the gospel. And then Jesus passes along the Sea of Galilee where you got the fishermen. And Jesus is choosing his apostles. Some of you have probably seen the series of Jonathan Rumi, The Chosen. This is a perfect passage that kind of exemplifies, illustrates Jonathan Rumi's The, the Chosen, which in the Gospel today, Jesus chooses four of the fishermen to become, there's a simile here, to be fishers of men. And they are Peter and Andrew who are brothers and James and John who are also brothers. So Jesus called them to be fishers of men as we also are called to be fishers of men. The harvest is rich, the labors are few. So let's, uh, I'd like to give you uh, a summary of the readings and pull out an idea for us. We have Jonah. You know the story of Jonah that he ran away from God. Jumped on a ship. Instead of going to Nineveh, he heads to Tarsus. Storm kicks up on the, on the sea. And Jonah is cast into the very depths of the sea. A huge fish is swimming by the ship opens up his mouth and swallows Jonah for three days and three nights. The fish gets indigestion and spews Jonah out onto the land of Nineveh where God wanted him to go in the first place. Now Jonah Jonah now obeys God and he preaches. Nineveh is a huge city. Huge city. With thousands of people. And Jonah walking through the city of Nineveh says in 40 days Nineveh will be destroyed. The news gets to the king of Nineveh. Instead of taking Jonah, throttling him, beating him up and throwing him in jail, the king sends a mandate that all in his kingdom should be converted. All of his kingdom should be converted. 
And how? The king says, men and women, children, even animals have to manifest signs of repentance. In this, fasting, no eating and no drinking. Second, putting on sackcloth, rough woolen garment. And finally, placing ashes on their heads. Placing ashes on their heads. Placing ashes on their heads. And God looks down. God looks down. and decides that he will not destroy the city of Nineveh because they have repented and shown very concrete signs of conversion. Very concrete signs of conversion. Let's pray, my friends, offer our communions, offer our rosaries, offer our sacrifices, offer our sufferings for conversion. For the conversion of our world. Seven and a half billion people. For the conversion of our country. Three hundred million. For the conversion of our state. For the conversion of our church and the church members, including ourselves. Let's pray for the conversion of our family members, starting with ourselves. And I've already said it two times, for our own personal conversion. This call to conversion in the time of Jonah is a universal call for all of us. Universal call for all of us. That's why the gospel today, Jesus, we have Mark chapter 1, verse 15. The first time we hear Jesus preaching, he says, be converted. Be converted because the kingdom of God is at hand. The responsorial psalm, The Responsorial Psalm is taken from Psalm 25. And the antiphon is, Teach me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your ways, O Lord. My friends, one way in which we can be taught is to sit at the feet, to sit at the feet of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And to listen to His words. What a great privilege it is to be able to sit at the feet of Christ and to listen to His words. That we can do by breaking out the bread of the Word of God every day and reading and meditating especially upon the Gospels. 
what I try to do in our Perseverance Family Conversation is I try to break open the Word of God, summarize it for you, paraphrase it for you, give you an interpretation, and then an application to our own lives. An application to our own lives. The second reading today is very short, but very to the point. St. Paul says, I tell you, brothers and sisters, the time is running out. From now on, let those who have wives act as not having them. Those weeping as not weeping. Those rejoicing as not rejoicing. Those buying as not owning. Those using the world as not using it fully. For the world in its present form is passing away. What St. Paul is saying to us, my friends, is the following. Is that, my friends, our life, our life on earth Our life on earth, my friends, is is just very, very short. Our life on earth is very, very short, my friends. And the stakes are very high. That's why we invite all to meditate upon the last things. And they are the reality of death, judgment, heaven, hell, purgatory, and eternity. I would glean from what I just said, that one word, eternity. Either we will be in heaven or hell for all eternity. There's no other place. Death, judgment, heaven, hell, purgatory, and eternity. Our Lady of Fatima said to Lucia, if people would simply meditate upon eternity, they would be converted. The psalmist expresses it in this poetic fashion. Our life on earth, my friends, we are like, we are like the lily of the field. We are like the lily of the field. Or the flower of the field that raises its head in the morning and withers and dies as the sun goes down. St. James expresses it in this way. He says that we are a mere, we are a mere puff of smoke. Remember as a kid, my father would uh, smoke a cigar and he would puff out circles like rings and I'd try to put my finger 
in those rings. Every time I tried to place my finger in the ring, the smoke would already disappear. Well, life on earth, my friends, is like a lightning bolt that crosses the sky. The great St. Augustine <coughs> says <coughs> that our life on earth says our life on earth is like a, our, life, our life on earth in comparison to eternity is a mere blink of the eye. How short life is. How short life is. I'd like to tell you a catechetical story that illustrates how short life is. And I repeat, either Either we go to heaven or go to hell. Either we're saved or we're damned. I know I'm very blunt and to the point, but it's the truth. I think we just have to become aware of the truth. And the truth, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And the truth will set you free. Here's the uh, a catechetical story I heard many years ago. This is related to eternity. And I repeat, either it's heaven or hell. It's a, it's a catechetical story of, uh, of a bird that flies over the shore. I'm in California over, say, Seal Beach or Long Beach or Newport Beach where there, there's a lot of sand and the bird swoops down and grabs on to a grain of sand just one grain of sand, and you know how many grains of sand there are on any beach. Countless. And the mission of that bird is to fly all the way, fly all the way to the moon and drop that grain of sand on the moon. Then he flies all the way back to Seal Beach. And once again he grabs on to another grain of sand. And he flies once again to the moon and he drops that grain of sand. Flies back once again to Seal Beach. He takes another grain of sand, flies once again to the moon and drops the grain of sand. He's getting tired. That's a, that's a long flight, isn't it? Now, we come to the end of the story. When that bird, when that bird will, will have Transfer, transferred all of the grains of sand on planet earth to the moon if that were possible once that's done eternity is just beginning which will eventually be for each and every one of us, either heaven or hell. 
if we go to purgatory, then we will eventually go to heaven. If you really think about it, it's, it's an outstanding story, isn't it? We can't even imagine how long that's going to take for the bird to take all the grains of sand on planet Earth and transform it, transfer it rather to the moon or to Venus or Pluto, a further body. So if we think about that, it's a really good catechetical story. But it highlights the reality of what eternity is. And an eternity means nothing less than forever and ever and ever. Excuse me. It means forever and ever and ever. So my friends, that's one idea I'd just like to glean from St. Paul's short letter to the Corinthians. Now we move to the Gospel. Jesus comes to Galilee. And he's proclaiming the gospel. Gospel. (laughs) The word gospel actually means good news. And here is the first preaching of Christ. He says, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So those are the those are the first words recorded. First words recorded in the gospel of Mark of the preaching of Christ. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Repent and believe in the gospel. There we have it. Sophie has actually posted that the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. It's interesting, my friends, that in about three weeks we'll be entering into Lent. It's February 14th. Lent starts off with Lent starts off with Ash Wednesday. When you go to Ash Wednesday ceremony and you receive the ashes, the minister can say one of two things. He can say, remember that you are dust and into dust you shall return. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The other option would be, repent and believe in the gospel. Repent and believe in the gospel. And that's taken from the gospel today. 
Mark 1, verse 15. Then after Jesus is preaching this, he's passing along the Sea of Galilee. Where you got the fishermen. And he sees two brothers. They're casting their nets into the sea. They're fishermen. And these are Simon and Andrew. And Jesus says... Come after me. Come after me. Come after me. And I will make you fishers of men. And it says that they abandoned their nets and followed Christ. They had already met him before, but now this is a this is a definite moment in the life of Peter and Andrew. Their following of Christ is going to be complete. They're going to leave their boat, their nets their fishing business, which seems to be relatively successful, and they're going to follow Christ. <clears throat> he launches that invitation. So Jesus then walks along a little farther. Now he sees James who is the son of Zebedee and John, his brother. Now they're mending their nets. And he calls them. He calls them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat along with the hard men. And James and John, they they follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <clears throat> They're no longer fishermen. <clears throat> They're no longer fishermen, but they are now going to be fishers of men. They're no longer fishermen, but but fishers of men. Here's the challenge now. All of you, my friends, in our Perseverance family, all of you are called to be fishers of men. That's right. All of you are called to be fishers of men. Jesus also said that the harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. You are called to be fishers of men right now. You might say, in what way, Father Broom? Well, I honestly believe that all of us, all of you, myself included, in prayer, in prayer, we should imagine Jesus there looking at you 
contemplate the eyes of Christ. He's looking at you with great love. And Jesus is saying, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. I invite all of you to accept this challenge. Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. So, my friends, we've had a wonderful conversation this morning. Now I'm going off to a group of confirmation parents to give them a talk. That's one way in which I can be a fisherman is by giving formation talks to the adult parents of the confirmation children as well as the First, first Communion children. I'd like to invite all of you to share our message with your friends. This is a way in which we can be fishers of men. And I'd like to give you my priestly blessing and I'll place you on the altar in the Mass and I'll pray for you and you you pray for me. And I will give you my priestly blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Alleluia. Hallelujah, hallelujah.